You are listening to You've Got Five Options show, where every week Marta and Anna abandon their five children, two partners and one cat to make a show especially for you. An artist, a challenge, a bullshit, a wisdom and a surprise. Tune in and feel the magic of five. Hello everyone, this is Marta and this is Anna and this is You've Got Five Options show. Wow, Marta, I am really impressed with your new slamming, uh, rapping, chanting <laughs> introduction. <laughs> well, I have a nickname as DJ Carp yes. for a reason. And you should have actually MC and MC is me and I did not really stood up to this challenge. So great job, Marta. Yes. Hello, everyone. We are here locked up in the studio on a lovely Friday afternoon. Yes, because we have no lives. We have lives <laughs> and we have introduced them uh, as our five cats, children and partners and stuff, right? Do we have five cats, Marta? <laughs> Do we really have five cats? In another uh, dimension. Yes, definitely. In other universe, I have five cats. For yes. sure. So uh, I would like to welcome everyone and Kevin, who is our stand-in technician. Hello, Kevin. Hello. Yes, it's nice to have you here again. Otherwise, we will be in big trouble. Uh, it's my pleasure being here. Kevin helping. is staying uh, after his working hours uh, to be here with us so that we can record that show. So thank you so much. We highly appreciate this. Yeah, truly. My pleasure. And we also have a very special guest. That's uh, that often happens in our show that our it guests are very special. It happens all the time. We call all of our guests special and then we feel stupid by we, I mean me, because everyone is special. But Sina is special indeed because number one, Sina is, do you know that you are a friend of a show? <laughs> um, yes. Now, now you know. <laughs> now I know. It's uh, because whenever we have a guest coming back to our uh, radio program, we call that guest automatically a friend of the show, even if they don't want to be called like this. So that ship has sailed. I love it. Yes, you are a friend <laughs> of a show. So Sina was our guest uh, in uh, season one. It was episode 54. Listen to your heart with Sina which I probably pronounced horribly in Danish. It's Sina B. Pierre. Pierre. Like where all I the think R you did a good job. Like, <laughs> where the hell are those letters that exactly. are in your surname? I don't know. So Sina B. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And uh, that was actually really great show. I remember because you were singing live. And I also uh, remember that that was one of our very first first shows when we went live on air, because at that time we were mostly recording our shows and just then airing them. But that was the time when we were live on air. I think it was the second or third show. And now the most interesting thing, since I don't know if you know, but your episode on our podcast um, data is the second most listened episode of all time. Wow. Yes. I know. I wow. know. <laughs> and every now and again, <laughs> it jumps on to first place. Yes. Currently, it's number two. Number one is what is love? <laughs> that <laughs> is also a great yes, topic. Where so. we also played Hathaway, uh, by the way. So I think it's the, the magic of Hathaway that is, you know, trying to push you from the second place. And sometimes Hathaway succeeds. So currently you are uh, on number two. But guys, if you would like to refresh your memory, episode 54, Sina was here for the first time and you may a wonderful rendition of Sweater Weather, one of my favorite songs of all time. And Sina was singing live at that at that point. So maybe you will jump on number one again. We definitely hope for it. And uh, you know that uh, there is also another show where Sina uh, almost uh, was here with us. Yeah. Uh, but the, uh, the show uh, was so ready. We uh, actually co-produced it. We came with the content together and you gave us enough content so that we could actually run the show as if you were still a part of it. 
I listened to it and I was, um, it really, really filled my heart with joy listening to it. And I so appreciate you having me back here, mm, um, being oh. live here with you. No, we love the friends of the show because <laughs> they, they are the ones that for sure listens because then they need to re-listen to themselves. So, <laughs> no, it's it's fantastic to have you here. I, I remember the first time you were here, we had a really great show and uh, uh, some goosebumps uh, caused by your singing and you opened up. So it, no wonder it's one of the most listened episodes ever. So congratulations on that. Thank you. Yes. So with Sine, who has been talking to us about following your heart and you have uh, been uh, here not talking to us, but we were thanks to you talking about uh, creativity and creativity blocks. Now we have some awesome topic brought and I think it's a topic we have not been discussing much on You've Got Five Options so far. Mm -hmm. Money, money, money. Must be funny in a rich man's world. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes, Is that ab the ab song bunny. that you're gonna sing today? Yeah, no, you totally <laughs> blew. <laughs> I'm sorry. I've been practicing and dancing, Abba, at home. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and we don't even have TV today, so no, no dance will be shown. <laughs> yes, but we are dancing mentally to that song. Yes. Yeah. But. I think that's a good intro to anyway go for the artist of the week. But actually, ah yes, uh, we will be playing the artist of the week. But Marta, so basically, we are talking about money today. Yeah. And we are talking about money as how to make more money, or how to manifest more money, or what is money? Give us something because maybe someone just tune in and think, okay, they will tell me how to earn one billion dollars. Will we? Maybe we will. Maybe we won't. Maybe you have to pay us a billion to get our billion dollar idea. <laughs> ah, that's a business model. Okay, so we are now going to the artist of the week. No, we are not. And I think I know why. Well, we, we are having some technical hiccups. And therefore, I think I, I think I know why. Why? I think it's because uh, Dave has heard our previous show with uh, Bradley Cooper and uh, <laughs> Lady yes. Gaga, and he no longer wants uh, us to play that jingle. Yes, he, it could be. Did yeah. you have those on? Yes. Yes, and uh, Dave has <coughs> a very long dispute with Bradley Cooper. He oh. doesn't like him, and we actually had an artist of the week, which was our guest, and the guest was playing a song shallow mm. from a movie that yeah. was produced and directed i think and starred yeah. in by bradley cooper so i think very very um uh, telepathically he felt he sensed it dave not bradley and he said okay i'm not supporting this anymore you know awfully much about that movie as for someone who has never seen it well it's I, so beautiful i i don't live under the rock against the lot i <laughs> i actually have i even know how the poster look like i even know that there are rumors that bradley cooper split with his girlfriend because of lady gaga and lady gaga also uh, dumped his be uh, not beyonce <laughs> <laughs> lady that's beyonce <laughs> not Beyonce. So, uh, yes, I know about all this kind of things. And uh, yeah. And how do I know? Because I am a recovering celebrity gossip junkie. Yes. Da -da 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 -da. Mm -hmm. That was our new jingle. And with that notice, we will transition to the artist of the week. And uh, Dave, you will not be regretting I mean you will be regretting that we couldn't play your jingle because today I'm sure it will be something that you will enjoy okay actually Kevin says that the jingle is ready Superman music brings to you artist of the week start to think that actually it's Kevin who doesn't like Bradley Cooper because it it's be. like suddenly you know it repaired itself Kevin I think that there is some conspiracy over here huh? don't overthink it <laughs> <laughs> okay the jingle is here and Sina is here 
who is <coughs> our artist of the week. And I think you were once actually at Dave's studio. So yes, it's not such a stretch to to ask Dave to present you. And I had such a beautiful time yeah. in his studio and together with him. Yeah, yeah. big pleasure. However, you're not gonna be singing now, are no. you? No, no. And you're not gonna be dancing, are you? Maybe a little, no. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us, what are you going to be doing? I'm gonna read you a poem that's called Follow My Heart, right? Right. So, um, which I just realized uh, is quite funny since the last show that I was on was with you was called Listen to Your Heart. Yes, yeah. there's something very <laughs> so, uh, cardio <laughs> with, with that. I don't know what's up with that. <laughs> Yes, hearts, hearts everywhere. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, because um, within this year, I've discovered that I actually really like poetry, which was a big surprise. And I've somehow started to write some as well. Mm-hmm. So I will read so this. So this is your own poem. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That I didn't know. No, you didn't. didn't surprise (laughs) let's go for it okay Um, all ears great and first ladies and anyone listening i will just invite you to close your eyes and and take a deep breath and just just fully land where you are maybe sit comfortably if that is possible for you and here is follow my heart right Follow my heart. Everything, everything will be amazing, you say. You ask for me to trust you, trust you. How does that look like? What does love look like? Real love, I mean. Love where you feel safe, yet not bored. Love where you feel seen, yet not exposed. Love where you feel at home yet adventure is attainable. God, I don't know. I believe that I've experienced many kinds of love. The grandiosity of loves I've had are addictive. The next one has to be bigger, better, wilder, more magical than the last. Otherwise, it won't be real, real love. Like they show you in movies, it's a fake. I doubt all the time, and I mean all the time, left or right, men or women, right or wrong. I heard someone put a great picture on it yesterday. It's our modern day slavery. The way our mind is caught up in beliefs, the way we view ourselves, the world, how we judge ourselves, the world, how we've been brought up in right and wrong, good and bad, You'll be safe if you get an education, they say. You'll be secure if you find a husband, they say. You will be happy if you have kids, they say. In here, I'm safe. In here, I can shut it out, the world. In here, it didn't happen. Inside these walls, you don't exist. On this paper, I can choose my own story. On these pages, I can select what happened and what did not. It's like that with us humans. We select and dissect all the time. What fits into our world and what does not. What fits into our reality and what does not. In here, we all fit. In here, I choose to fit in, to be a part of you, the world. So keen on being somebody and getting somewhere that we forget and neglect that we are all one. One body, one mind, one source. So follow my heart, right? Thank you. Wow. Thank you, Sina. 
Thank you, Sina, and apologies for all this background noise from the meeting that is happening. But actually, I was thinking that when you were reading that poem, it sounds like people in a cafe, like you are actually on this kind of like a mm, book signing or something, and you are uh, recite a part of your uh, poetry book, and then there are some people in the background, like you know, in some cafe, mm-hmm. um, you know, just talking. It's it's actually it, it in the end it gave a very nice effect. So I love yeah. that way of yeah that it it does not have to be quiet. <laughs> yeah. So it in was the, uh, it, I think it was very fitting. Well, a lot of things you put there. <laughs> you know, it made me really really think and it surprised me a couple of times. So really great job. Thank you. I really loved it and thank yeah. you so much for bringing your own poem. It's so yeah. beautiful. It's, thank you. And it's so funny because I was sure that I had told you that it was my own so yeah that information no. has not landed <laughs> with me no yeah, but uh, I- interesting uh, how did you find an inspiration to write it um, like what what inspired you was it something random uh, that you just started to write it poured out of you or maybe you it did but it was because of um, just uh, this summer uh, I saw a guy a few times and Uh, at some point he was like just follow your heart mm-hmm. and at that point I was like it just triggered me so much like what do you like I know and that's all I try to do mm-hmm. but when I have all these ideas all these thoughts all these things I want how do I f- like how do I know mm-hmm. when I one point I'm like oh I'm gonna do this next point oh I'm gonna do that mm-hmm. like this struggle within myself Mm-hmm. that had absolutely nothing to do with him. He was just an amazing mirror for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so that was, it was that one line. And then it just uh, poured through me mm-hmm. um, after that. And I'm also like, when I read some of it, I'm like, oh, that's not exactly how I experienced it, but apparently that's what I had to write. Yeah, sometimes we just capture something and we yeah. don't really know how or why. I bet or you can. Uh, can you relate to that? I know you yeah. write a lot. Yeah, yeah, I can. I can definitely relate to that. Uh, but uh, very interesting. I think you will look at this poem uh, within your life, and every year you will find something different in it. I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure of that, and I think that when we will be listening to it in a year, because as a friend of the show, I don't know if you know, <laughs> there is a contract that now we have to come here on the regular basis, ah. and maybe we'll throw back to it. I think we will also have a different impression. That's the mm-hmm. thing with poetry, you know, poetry is a, is a quite mysterious thing. Will we be able to get the text from you so that we can put it in the show notes? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Thank you. Thank you yeah. so much. And with that note, I would like us to go for the next segment. A very challenging challenge of the week. Yes, challenge. And as we said, the program today will be about money and we are going to do it because we have a money challenge that I will now read out loud and then we will go for solving that challenge in slightly different way than we usually solve challenges. So the challenge goes for as long as I remember, money has been a challenge for me as a grown up. I have never managed to save any money, even though I've had some well-paid jobs. I'd also regularly find myself in need to borrow money from people to make my ends meet. I am so done with that. I want to change my relationship with money. How do I do that? Oh, sweet Lord. You know that there are people who have whole podcasts about this topic. Yes, uh, and that's totally relevant. We are also having a lot of those topics that could be a full uh, series podcasts and so on. So we did get that challenge and uh, we have decided that we will answer uh, by giving you answers from other people. So we have selected five uh, 
interesting approaches and Sina has brought two, Anna has brought two, and that <coughs> left me with one. So now, ladies, you get three minutes per each person to describe it so that we can also have a little bit of time for a commentary to it. Oh my God, I feel like in a competition. <laughs> and now you have three minutes to solve money problem of this and this person. Uh, I'm ready. Game As is on. She's asking to improve her relationship. Is it a, la a lady or a man? It doesn't come with the gender. Yeah, okay. I don't see we can... If it was written in Polish, we could probably guess the gender. Yes. But in English, Beauty of not, Polish, yeah. uh, Polish language. Not okay. possible. So we don't know if it's a guy or a girl. No. Okay. Okay. Let's go for it, Sina. Okay. Um, yeah, it's a big topic. Yes. <laughs> big one. And one that I definitely can relate to very much. Um, and it's it's... Uh, for me, it's always been uh, something that I've been wanting to avoid. Um, and within these past few years, I've, I, I knew that, okay, I need to look into this um, topic. And I've brought uh, two of the books that really has uh, changed a lot for me. Mm -hmm. There's st still a lot of work I want to do and that has to be done. But for me, it's just changed my way of looking at what money actually is. Um, and the first one is um, this Australian woman, Peter Kelly. She was on, uh, the first time I heard of her, uh, she was on a podcast with Melissa Ambrosini, yeah. another brilliant Australian mm -hmm. woman, where they talked about money. And it was the first time where I heard that money is energy. And, and their show completely just changed my way of viewing it. And I re-listened to it and the way Peter Kelly describes it is that first, before it's energy, it's a story. So it's like all the stories that we tell ourselves around money that we have to, not have to, but that we can look into if we want to change um, our current uh, relationship with money. And her way of what she describes has worked for her, and I have done it several times as well, is writing a love letter. <laughs> I know it can sound com like um, a little bit out there for some, and it did for me, um, but writing a love letter to money. Um, and first of all, it's in her book, Earth is Hiring, which I highly recommend. Um, and I, she also talks a lot about it in the podcast with Melissa Ambrosini. Um, but she describes um, like there are like certain steps. And in this love letter, the first thing is to write everything down. Money already knows everything, so let it all out. Write how you treated it in the past and why, what you're sorry for, what you thought was true and how you want your relationship to change. Then address how you feel about money. Like, write how you used to think and feel about it, your new intentions for your relationship and your deepest feelings around why you want more if you do and what you want to do with it. Um, which she really underlines, like, why? If, if the case is that you want more money, like, why? Like, what is the hard reason behind it? Because mm -hmm. not all, it's not actually an alignment for all to have more. And then um, be honest. She says, if you're angry, write about it, share why. Um, don't leave anything unsaid. Um, and then end with love. Finish your letter with love. Share your new intention and describe the relationship you would like to have and believe that you can. So for many, that would, for me, was a completely new way and please leave me aware of the time <laughs> yes. um, yeah I'm no that was me just uh, retreating to the corner to cough uh, that was nothing about the time <laughs> yeah. sorry for that uh, no Anna is I not to, uh, keeping an eye on the time that's my job uh, on the show <laughs> but <laughs> I for that <laughs> I will say that it's a very interesting approach 
I have not done it myself. Anna, have you ever done it? Of course I did it. I listened to <laughs> Melissa Ambrosini. <laughs> Kevin, have you ever written a love letter to money? No, I can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> Are you uh, I, I, encouraged I, to do that? It sounds a little silly, but um, yeah, I'm usually open for new things. Okay, yeah. we'll end it with that. So one way to improve your relationship with money is by writing a letter. If we get some time to talk about it later, we will. But sure. let's see now what's the second way yes. that we could do And it. she ends it with add appreciation with leads me, you know. Uh, she's like, what does money allow you to do right now? And I think she's also been highly inspired by uh, this woman, Lynn Twist, who wrote uh, a book called The Soul of Money, um, or Reclaiming the Wealth of Our Inner Resources. How she also talks about uh, our story with money, like the beliefs that we've created around money, what we've been brought up with, what we've listened to, um, you know, in society from our parents, etc. And she is very much into uh, changing our perspective from scarcity, you know, a scarcity mindset into sufficiency. And okay, that's I just, interesting. if someone is like, uh, what is scarcity? <laughs> like, what do you mean? I just want to read a, f a short mm -hmm. passage so that um, scarcity speaks in terms of never enough emptiness, fear, mistrust, envy, greed, hoarding, competition, fragmentation, separateness, judgment, striving, entitlement, control, busy, survival, out of riches. In the conversation for scarcity, we judge, compare, and criticize. We label winners and losers. And what she wants us to move into is sufficiency, which is gratitude, fulfillment, love, trust, respect, contributing, faith, compassion, integrated, integration, wholeness, commitment, acceptance, partnership, responsibility, resilience, and inner riches. In the conversation for sufficiency, we acknowledge what is, appreciate its value, and envision how to make a difference with it. So that is her, like she has many, but one of them is to write a list with things like, if the case is that you're not abundant in money, then write a list with everything that you are abundant in. For instance, like, and, and also what it um, creates in your everyday life. For instance, I have a phone, um, I have internet, I can connect with people all around the world. I have beautiful relationships. What, like, I have a house with heat and I have food. Um, so to move from that uh, scarcity into appreciation. So when we move into sufficiency, it's supposed to help us to create more money in our lives. Yeah, and um, exactly. And I, there was just a very short quote from the book uh, that says, there's a natural law of abundance which pervades the entire universe but it will not flow through a doorway of belief in lack and limitation. Mm -hmm. Okay. But there's a, in general, this whole book is beautiful and describes her own journey as well. Okay. Um, yeah, Good. With money. Thank you. So, so here we have another approach, moving from scarcity to sufficiency. Yeah. And more can be read in The Soul of Money. Yes. And now we will transition to my best friend <laughs> talking about money. And I can't wait what you have brought to us, Anna. Uh, there is just one thing I will say before I will start. <laughs> you mentioned that we should, you know, look at the abund abundant part of our life so that we have a uh, phone and we have a computer and internet and I, two days ago I found a meme on Facebook uh, first world poor uh, I have a computer mobile and internet to check that I have five dollars on my bank account so, <laughs> so uh, yes uh, some of us uh, many of us are the first world poor we have all those things yet we have no money I find it's quite quite ironic and uh, yeah uh, but okay let's come back to to my advices which might be 
Uh, maybe it's just an invitation for discussion. Marta, you have a face like you are already disgusted. <laughs> no, no, I'm just worried about my time because I don't have uh, five hours on that show. But okay. that's okay. Invitation for a, uh, not a discussion, not reflection. Not a discussion, yes, reflection. invitation. So the first lady I will talk about, her name is Lacey Phillips, and she is from Melissa Ambrosini podcast. Yes, apparently Melissa introduced a lot of people to all of us. Yes. Uh, <laughs> she has a great talent for finding interesting guests. And then there was this lady who was talking about manifestation, but she was talking about manifestation and you look on it because, you know, we all here. We have to manifest our new life, think positively, make visual boards and, you know, visualize yourself this and that, blah, blah, blah. And this lady says, no, that's exactly not how it should be done because of a certain thing as it is your inner beliefs. So basically, if you are trying to visualize yourself as a successful, rich, uh, loved person and inside of you, mm -hmm. there is uh, there are things that are not fixed. Let's call it like this. You will not be able to do it because you're simply lying to yourself. You know, it's like I have a million and an island and I visualize myself and I know that I'm coming back to my four rooms apartment and my cat and I don't have that billion. So basically, this is this dissonance. So she basically says that her formula for manifesting anything, including money, is number one to be aware of those beliefs, limiting beliefs that you have and to fix them. Number two, and that she says is very important. And I found it interesting because I never saw anyone advising this. Pick up your expanders. Expanders are either people or a companies or whatever that can prove you that you actually can achieve wealth. So, for instance, you are picking up a person, a friend, a colleague or someone from social media who started just like you. Uh, as a struggling entrepreneur or a person who didn't had a career and then he or she went there and made that millions or thousands, whatever, right? When you associate yourself with this information, something switches in your brain because you start to believe, okay, someone else did it. It means I can do it as well. So she advises to surround yourself with expanders and at the end of course she is uh, talking about strengthening your self-worth by passing the tests that you will be given so for instance if you are uh, now believing in all of that that you can actually generate money but then something happens uh, there is a rejection or something and you are coming back to ah, it's impossible the money is only for the rich people or everyone is cheating or lying and i will never be rich or whatsoever you are basically just you, you just made a very big brown poo on all the inner work you did because you are back in the same place so you have to ground yourself in this new belief. So this is basically her manifestation rules. This is the format she's propagating. So instead of visual um, exercises, the boards and the wishful thinking, she's saying that you have to do it with some inner work, find expanders and then strength your new self-worth feeling. And I am, um, yeah, I would love to talk about this more, but I think I ran out of time. So that's the Lacey Phillips. Lacey Phillips, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Yeah, I can see a little bit more information that you have written here. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like uh, that's a lot of what I actually do. Actually, it sounds like uh, Marta Karpovic Rodriguez uh, many, many uh, in many, many aspects. I would just like to say that I believe Marta Karpovic Rodriguez is better than Lacey Phillips. So, you know. Okay, thank you. <laughs> and I'm super proud of you that you have made it uh, on time. So Ooh. amazing. And uh, thank you. And let's go for yet another person. Yeah. And now you're going to shoot me in the face or what? No, I won't shoot you in the <laughs> face. I'm just feeling like I'm running a marathon that I didn't prepare okay. for. Ooh. Take it easy. I will take it easy. And now I have a quote for you that made me think. And this is a quote by Henry Ford. Do we all know who Henry Ford is? Yes, that, that's that guy who kind of made the Ford car and the whole company. So what he said about the money is, it is well enough that people of the nation do not understand our banking and monetary system. For if they did, I believe there would be a revolution before tomorrow morning. 
This is a topic that I would say uh, is as broad and wide as Amazonian River, full of, uh, it's a minefield if you step on it. And um, why I was thinking about it is, do we know how money are created? Do we even know how is it that there are those numbers on bank accounts, there are banknotes and all these other things? I started to ask a couple of people and no one knew. It's amazing that the purpose of many of our areas of life, money, and we have no idea how are they created. I will not go into how money are created, but I might know why we are unable to manifest money in many terms or ways. And that is because money are actually backed up by nothing. And this is just sheer wishful thinking that it will work. So. 50 years ago, there was something that is called the golden standard. So every banknote that was ever printed had to be covered up by gold somewhere in some big Fort Knox or whatsoever. In 70s, President Nixon of United States said, no, we will just not back up money by anything. So it's basically <coughs> a paper, a worthless paper, numbers somewhere out there. And many people want to do what they love and want to bring value to others people's life and want to feel fulfilled and want to change the world. And because of that, they think they will attract money. But my question is, how can you attract something worthless by providing worth? Maybe that's this discontent. So I have another quote for you. There is a disconnect before between the value and the money. Money is made out of thin air and backed up by nothing more than a promise that it means something. We cannot create money. We can only attract from the pool that has been created by someone else. But we can create value. Maybe that is the problem. We want to attract money by providing value when in reality, money and value are disconnected from each other. So how can that help our person to improve the relationship with money? I think that it can help all of us to improve our relationship with money if we will understand how money are produced. Because it might be that you might have to throw away your uh, wonderful dreams of saving the world and attracting money. And if you really want that money, you might need to focus just on making money. I know there is a huge silence here and I think many people will not like me for what I said, but I find it quite interesting that there is an actual disconnect between the value and the money itself. So how do we bring it together? That's actually an invitation for a discussion for which we have no time. That's an invitation for a reflection. So to yeah. all of us, our listeners, please uh, think about it. And if you would like a whole program about it or a whole series of programs about it, please write us. If you write us, if 100 people write us, we will do it. Yes. There's so much to that. Yes, there <laughs> is so much. To yes. yes. Discuss and talk about yeah. Well, we don't have time for it. No, I so, hear you. Uh, now uh, will be something from me. Yes. And what I will do is I will read a, uh, a little bit uh, of something. Okay, let's start all over. Okay, now something <laughs> from me. I have been uh, listening to a book, What I Know For Sure by Oprah Winfrey. And I just thought that I will simply quote her because Oprah, she apparently knows how to make money, but she apparently doesn't really put that much attention to money. So I thought that I will just simply quote her. By the time I was 17, I was working in radio, making $100 a week. I would have done it for free. And that's when I made my peace with money. I decided that no matter what job I ever did, I wanted that same feeling I got when I first started in radio. The feeling of I love this so much. Even if you didn't pay me, I'd show up every day on time and happy to be here. I recognize then what I know now for sure. If you can get paid for doing what you love, every paycheck is a bonus. For me, money has always been about an energy exchange, following the law of cause and effect. I give my energy to the work and in exchange, I am rewarded with a different form of energy, 
money. This in turn lets me acquire, create and build other forms of energy from the necessities of food and shelter to material possessions that enhance the quality of life to endeavors that help others reach their fullest potential. All these many years later, I still know I am not my income. I am not the lifestyle my income can, um, can afford me. I let money serve its purpose, but I don't live to serve money. I think that's why we have such a beautiful relationship. And to mm -hmm. me, actually, she manages to connect those two things that you have talked about being disconnected. I, that's what I read in her words, that she figures out how to find her peace, how to find her uh, resolution with, mm -hmm. the, with that relationship between the money and the value and energy and exchange and so on. That's what I read in her words. And unfortunately, we do not have the time to go into discussion for this, uh, for this part of our show. So I will ask you, Kevin, to play the bullshit of the week. Say what? Bo -bo 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 -bo. It's bullshit. It's bullshit of the week. Bullshit. Well, now we will have uh, some bullshit talk uh, and I'm sure there is a lot of bullshit around money. So we could uh, dig deep here. And Sine uh, is also the one who has brought a very nice bullshit for us to look into. Yes. Um, and the bullshit is, it's a struggle to earn money. And there's not enough of it for all of us to make ends meet. What there do you is, think of that? Oh, oh, there is way more than enough money. Um, but it's a struggle to make money sometimes. I, I think that this, uh, this bullshit has two parts that not necessarily needs to go together as one statement. So is there plenty of money in this world? Yes, it is. We just last show talked about a startup that was valued on $47 billion. Do you know how much money is that? We can no. all, I, ca I don't know neither. <laughs> I cannot imagine this number. Someone says billion and I'm like, what? So basically, is there enough money? Yes. Definitely. Who holds this money? 1% of the richest people in the world hold most of the value in this world. So that's why, because of some people controlling the money, we might struggle with it. That's my opinion. Oh, there is a piece of paper that fell suddenly on the, on the floor and I thought it's maybe money falling from the sky just to say I'm totally wrong, but that's just <laughs> a piece of paper. So, yeah. Okay, so bullshit and no bullshit. Yes. So in my time. opinion, it's it, it could be it could be half half because it doesn't need to be a struggle to make money. But for many people, let's face it, it is a struggle to make money, especially <laughs> from countries that are not as developed as the country we are currently in. So but there is plenty of money. There is uh, so much money in this world created that we could all live a wonderful life. All of us with no worries ever again. And since Anna has discovered that uh, that big secret, how the money is made, she knows there's enough money. So <laughs> enough. take it, take it for that. And I will just like a short commentary from you, Sina. Why did you choose this this as a bullshit, and what you think about it? Um, I chose it because it's uh, it, it's just become very clear to me how many beliefs each and every single one of us have. Mm -hmm. around money and and um, especially this one around that there's not enough there's a, a or that some you know some greedy people are mm -hmm. sitting on you know one percent which is often like money is not the issue and and I think that's often like money is not the issue it's, it's like all of the thoughts and the beliefs that we have around it that is, you know, like if I walk around believing that it's a struggle to earn money, it, it will be a struggle. And if I, if I believe that there's never enough, it's, there won't be enough, no matter how much there is in this world. For me, there won't be enough. And, but it's not about the money, it's about the belief 
that I carry, which not only shows up regarding money, but so many areas, um, which uh, that's a whole nother topic, but which often leads to addiction, for instance. Like there's not enough, so I, I'm not enough. So I need to fill this hole or uh, from outside instead of, you know, being um, fulfilled from the inside. That was a very long <laughs> answer. No, that was very good. And I also would like to hear from you, Kevin. What do you think about that bullshit? Mm -hmm. Not so bullshit, half bullshit. What's your take? Well, money can't buy you love. And personally, I don't need a lot of money to be happy. Um, as long as I have bread on the table and a little butter, then I'm personally happy. Having one million in my bank account won't really affect my quality of life. So I guess it depends uh, how you look at it and what makes you interested. Yeah, what makes you happy. Yeah, and what is enough for you, right? Exactly. I think that is really, really like on point and so important in this whole conversation, like mm -hmm. to line up with. And that's also what both Lindquist and especially Peter Kelly are talking about. What is in alignment for you? Mm -hmm. regarding money uh, if it's one million or if it's well I'm actually very satisfied with what I have like which yeah mm -hmm. like what is true for you okay thank you and <laughs> let's go for the wisdom a super wise wisdom I think after all that, we need some wisdom. Uh, I will highly appreciate. And uh, Sina, you have decided to share some wisdom about money. Yes, um, and thank you for asking me. I've decided to quote someone else. Um, <laughs> I do not see myself as someone there, <laughs> but working on working on it with money. Um, and it comes from the book by Lynn Twist, uh, Soul of Money. I, I could quote the whole book, but um, it's um, on page 223, and um, I'll just read it. <clears throat> Money is like water. It can be a conduit for commitment, a currency of love. Money moving in the direction of our highest commitments nourishes our world and ourselves. What you appreciate, appreciates. When you make a difference with what you have, it expands. Collaboration creates uh, prosperity. Collaboration creates prosperity. True abundance flows from enough never from more. Money cares, carries our intention. If we use it with integrity, then it carries integrity forward. Know the flow. Take responsibility for the way your money moves in the world. Let your soul inform your money and your money express your soul. Access your assets, not only money, but also your own character and capabilities, your relationships and other non-money resources. That was Thank it. you. <laughs> yeah, <okay>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because I just started to drink water because I was expecting more, <laughs> uh, more text to come. Well, mm. it, it sounds to me a little bit like the message from Oprah, what yeah. I am, uh, mm -hmm. what I am hearing here. Um, okay, so uh, tell us why did you choose that part, you said you could quote the whole book, yet you have uh, chosen that specific part. So tell us what's what's so true or what's so beautiful, what's so important <coughs> for you, Sina, in this one. I think that we start having another conversation around money. Just, as you say, like an invitation to a conversation or a reflection um, uh, around money and what um, what money is and what it's not and that it's what we do and express with the money that we have uh, and so and I just thought that um, there were like 
what you appreciate appreciates. Uh, I I really like that, and then that it's also around um, like the last um, like asset. Uh, access your assets not only money but also your own character and capabilities your relationships and other non-money resources and again that we we are we're the ones responsible like even though everything that we have been brought up with like then we are the ones that that are able to change the way that we talk about money or view money and and Um, so yeah, I, I just think that it's a great invitation to um, to have a conversation. Mm-hmm. So I have a question now for each of you, and it will be a killer question. Oh. And to answer that in a relatively short time will <laughs> yeah, be we know, we know. Uh, will be a challenge. I think I have to change my beliefs around uh, not having enough time for all the topics uh, here on the radio. I think that's the next limiting belief. To <laughs> Uh, to think about but yeah. I would like you all to tell me what's your personal relationship with money do you start that <laughs> yeah <laughs> how do you feel in your in this relationship so I can start so mm-hmm. that you have a little bit of time to think about it and I feel I have a pretty good relationship with money I feel okay. I don't feel a lot of tension around it. I have um, recently been exploring the topic a little bit. I have recently been doing a couple of exercises around money. But in general, as I'm sitting here now and hearing those different things, I feel I have a pretty good relationship with money. And as each relationship, of course, you can improve it. And of course, every relationship can evolve. And of course, in every relationship, you have some little things that uh, you have uh, maybe a little bit in the shadow and uh, some things that you can still work on. But I feel quite all right when it comes to my relationship with money. Okay, who wants to go next? Anna wants to go next. I can see it. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, not necessarily. I want to go next because my relationship with money is not so positive as as uh, as you have described yours. And uh, I know that there was a person here writing to us with a challenge on what to do with the money. I don't talk now about my personal relationship, me versus the money or the income I'm having. I'm talking about the entire system of money creation and distribution in the world that makes me simply mad. And that is my relationship with the institution of money. You know, now we have so many protests and riots in all other countries, South America and Asia, people going on the street because they don't have enough money to live from and they are all working. So it's a systematic problem with money distribution. And yes, it is okay to look into yourself and repair this relationship because I am also not oblivious to the fact that I was conditioned. Of course, you know, I was raised by a single mom. We never really had enough money. We always had to improvise. So I know how it is. But then again, I look at all other people, all other countries, and it seems simply makes me mad. So I'm not the best person to... Um, advice on how to attract money because I'm thinking how to destroy this whole goddamn system in the first place. Yeah, but we were not talking about attracting money. We were talking about improving relationship with money. So my relationship would be improved if, if the current financial economical system would be revised and people would have a right to to the actual uh, dignified life. Yeah. Okay, so your relationship with money, slightly mad with the, no, not slightly, very <laughs> mad with the institution I, of yeah, money. Yeah, with the institution of money, yes, okay. definitely, yeah. Okay, thank you. Kevin? Well, I think I have a, a good relationship with money. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not missing money. And if I had more money than I currently have right now, I don't think I w- it would change my way of living. Actually, I'm quite satisfied with uh, this relationship if it comes to money. It's a so good girlfriend. <laughs> it's a good so girlfriend. Yeah, I guess it, it, it much depends on, on how you look at it, as it was said earlier. I don't really have um, any intentions of uh, having my own yacht or mm-hmm. yeah, plane, private plane or anything like that. 
If you set those goals, then of course you will always struggle and feel you don't have enough money. But if you have, um, yeah, some a good uh, apartment uh, with some stuff where you can relax when you get home from work and have s- enough money to go travel and see the world <coughs> a few times a year, then I'm person personally satisfied. Okay, thank you. And Sina, a very quick. Just a very short, um, yeah, because that's definitely a big uh, topic for me. I would say that I have moved within these past few years from a relationship with money that has been filled of uh, a lot of guilt, a lot of shame, uh, excruciating pain um, around it um, because of my because of my personal story and with and how I've how I've created suffering uh, in my very close uh, relationships, like the way that I have my personal response, like my personal relationship with money, um, not theirs, but the way that I have mm-hmm. acted around it. Um, so I would say that I have come a long way to where I, I feel more and more neutral and I want to step it up and move into, oh, uh, there are things I want to create in this world and uh, take good care of myself and others. And then, you know, it starts there with with changing that. And I see how it's changed in my family, especially between me and my dad, because there was a lot of suffering within that due to how I treated money and yeah, my relationship. So So living through improving that relationship as we speak. Okay. Now the time has come for the last segment of our show uh, from the left field. From the left field. And for the oyoyoy is a very good quote <coughs> for talking about money. Oyoyoy. So we will close the show today with Sina's uh, beautiful voice. She has prepared a song for us, which I think it's very much uh, proper for the ending of this topic. I knew it. So it's Abba Money Money, isn't it? Let's go for yes. it, Sina. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Money, money, money. No. <laughs> Shoot. Mm. I just suddenly got really nervous. So I'm just taking a deep breath. And I will be singing a song called The Singer. And it's and I'm closing my eyes now and you can do too if you want to, but God I got nervous. Um well it's originally by Taito, um a guy from the Faroe Islands, but has also lived many years in Denmark. Uh, I recently saw a cover of this song, The Singer by Family on a TV show, and I just thought it was so beautiful. So uh, here's my take on it. I always had a voice, and now I am a singer. The audience grows quiet when I open up my mouth. I sing the words I've written Every night before the crown As if I was a poet Or some legendary mind They wonder what I'm doing up here on the stage they stare at my posture and they say that i speak so well and i i never meant to be a singer but i'm slowly Getting used to the idea I'm part of this whole movement 
that people come to see. They drive for seven hours all across the country. We raise ourselves in unison at the end of the night. People break into tears. For reasons I don't know I guess That they just want to understand me They just want to understand me They just want to understand me and I sing oh I sing yes I sing to be Thank you, and thank you so much, Sina, for being here with us today. Thank you, all the listeners. Bye. Bye-bye. You are listening to You've Got 5 Options radio show, where we hopefully convinced you that five indeed is a magic number. To catch up with our previous programs, Apply to be our guest, send us your life challenge, or just to see how do we really look like, visit our website, the5options.com. We hope you enjoyed this episode and that you will come for more. That's all, folks!